And we are live. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going, Roy? That's good. Welcome, guys, to the Balance Mill Podcast. Uh, today we got a dad talk. Got a guy, Jeremy, here with us. He is a dad, and uh, this is weird for me because he is from Alabama. And uh, this might be what we talk about a good bit, but <laughs> I'm from Georgia, so we are a podcast divided. That's all right. Roll Tide. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad to have someone that's like um, as far from as far south as I am. Yeah. A little southern tendencies or whatever it's called. Yeah, people make fun of me. Um, out here because of you know being from georgia and stuff yeah when i worked at this coffee shop at the oceanfront they called me southern boy and <laughs> stuff like that and i'm yeah. just like i mean this is virginia like yeah. we're still in the south yeah it, it baffles me i'll say y'all all the time uh-huh. they're like where are you from I'm like, well from alabama like i'm not like that far like we're not in new york right now you know nobody says y'all up here like we say y'all yeah it blows me away i know (laughs) like in my emails i have to like think about it and like separate the words and try to figure out how to say it you all you all Uh or you know both of you or instead of y'all or something like that did you say reckon a lot uh yeah i guess i did yeah not not as much as most people would do um, my, I guess like the thing that baffled me the most was, um, like moving up here, I got corrected for, uh, things like pen and pen, like your pen number and the pen that you write with. Uh-huh. Like I was taught it was, it was pronounced the same way. It is. It was, it, it, apparently not. What do you mean? It's not apparently pronounced the not. same. So uh, I, I've been corrected by multiple people like. Pin is like your pin number, and a pan, like a pan, <laughs> is what you write with. See, now I feel like you're saying pan, like oh, what you cook well, with. Right, and, that, and I agree, but apparently that's not how it's pronounced. That's so, so stupid. I agree. Pen, pen is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love when, I love the subtle nuances of stuff like that mm-hmm. in the South. Um, oh, I, there, I was thinking about another thing. I used to say. See, it's weird for me because I've got, I've got Georgia Southern because I was born in Georgia. Okay. And then my mom is from Tennessee. Okay. And my dad's was from Ohio. Oh. So wow. it was okay. really yeah. So like, and then I lived in Atlanta. Yeah. So you, just, I just because each part of the South is different. It really is. Yeah. Like, you get to like. Georgia has like the coast. Well, so does Alabama, right? Y'all mm. have Gulf Shores. I mean, we got like this much of the coast, dude. Yeah, you got real. Little, what is it? Orange, Bay, Orange Beach, Orange Beach, Gulf Shores. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, we they got the Hangout Festival now. Ever since that was built, like it really? posts on the map. But yep. outside that, it was <laughs> nothing. So, and like each each state makes fun of the other states. Oh yeah, like. Georgia, for me, I feel like Georgia and South Carolina have this like hoidiness to it. Okay. 
you know, it's like because you got Charleston and Savannah. Uh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? And it's like we're just like, I mean, we're elevated Southern, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I love I love the Savannah accents. <laughs> Savannah. Savannah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, we make fun of Alabama. I mean, everyone in the South makes fun of Florida. Like, yeah, that's just yeah, Florida's <laughs> its own thing. I know, it's its own you thing. You can pass the panhandle and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> But like Tennessee is different. I I don't know how to explain Tennessee because Tennessee is a weird state too. Because you've got you got like Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis. We got some mountain men in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. You don't have an Alabama. Georgia you don't now. got a lot of mountain men. Yeah, and like because you got Nashville is real like it's like a democrat like a democrats it's real mm-hmm. blue but it's like sandwiched in between like Knoxville and Memphis it's funny that like they're blue because I mean then you go to like downtown Nashville mm-hmm. and all the bars and they're all the bars are red bars yeah well downtown Nashville is only for bachelorette parties now I mean that's what they do but yeah <clears throat> but like it's just it's and then you get to Mississippi, and I just feel like the further west you, I always thought the further west you go, the dumber people got. No offense, but it was because you got Mississippi, and then you got then you got Louisiana. Yeah, people from the people from those states are gonna hate it, but like it's just this like weird thing, and then you get to Arkansas, it's like whoa, whoa, don't mess with Arkansas, like that place. I mean, I used to make jokes. I mean, like, don't, when I worked at the summer camp, I'd be like, pick up your things. This ain't Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, well, we're definitely, like, especially the friend group we hang out with, mm-hmm. a bunch of them are engineers. Yeah, they're real smart. So they're super smart. Uh-huh. So I'm just sitting there, like, I feel like, um, I don't know, like, the happy lab that's just like good to be there and they're smiling <laughs> just waiting you know as the conversation's going on wait for somebody to acknowledge me because yeah. i have no idea what they're welcome talking to, about welcome to my world <laughs> yeah they're all like oh then we just like we mess with the radiation content mm-hmm. of the blah 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 mm-hmm. and then we fix the flux capacitor yeah. and you're just i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think of like, like things that are like significantly Georgian that aren't like, you know, I mean, Georgia was the peach state. Yeah. And then I don't know what they call Alabama. Do you know what they call Alabama? I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, I mean, outside of like football and shit. Um,. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the, what is it, Pecan Festival. Oh, yeah. Down in Ozark. See, you said Pecan. I say Pecan. Pecan. Pecan Which is... Pecan. I, 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 like, I like switching between. Now, do you say aunt or aunt? Aunt. You say aunt? So, I say aunt, but I say... Well, hold on. I say aunt, but I say auntie. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to hear what's weird? So, my relatives, my my aunt is ohio it's aunt but my aunt in tennessee it's aunt okay isn't that weird that is weird i know but it it feels weird for you to say pecan i'm always <laughs> said pecan so so how do you uh how do you say oil you say oil yeah well i mean it depends like oil 
I said, okay, so that's one that doesn't old. depend on me. I say old. old. Well, like you were, see, like in Atlanta, <clears throat> Atlanta was just a smattering of people. Mm-hmm. It was like a hub. So, like, you know, everybody talks about this southern life, you know, they, and, you know, my southern life was different because, you know, you're, I was in a city. Mm, so, true. like, yeah. I kind of like lost a lot of the southern. Nest. Now I, you know, I still go to Tennessee. That's all. That family is farmers, you know, and that kind of okay. that kind of mentality and that kind of like. I mean, they they said they said oil like you said it, just like the slower kind of oh. draw. Yeah, there was another. I can't keep thinking of this word. I was going to say, but it just doesn't come out. <laughs> I forget. Like I mean, reckon fit fix fitting to. I heard someone say fitting to. One time fitting to. Uh huh. You think new? Yeah. Um, swallowing a holla. Yeah. You ever did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom and them? Mm-hmm. Um, did you know, did you have any relatives that were noodlers? No, no noodler relatives. Yeah, we had a lot. I had a couple, I really? had a couple of uncles and cousins that were noodlers. Yeah. Yeah. One, uh, Does one of them. Do your guests know what noodlers are? Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what noodling, noodling, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about it before, but. Noodling is when you stick your hand in a hole in a in a pond or a, a lake, <laughs> and you you wiggle your fingers like worms to catch catfish because catfish love worms and they don't have teeth, so the the, the catfish will just bite onto your hand. Yeah, and they, these aren't baby catfish. Like no, they they, they big ass suck catfish. Down your arm. Yeah, um, but yeah, one of my relatives he lost a finger to a snapping turtle. Noodling. Oh damn. And then another guy was frog gigging, and he got bit mm-hmm. by a snake. Oof. Yeah, frog, frog gigging is. Uh, I couldn't do that, man. I I could if I if somebody like if I had a guide to show me, I would do noodling, but I wouldn't do frog gigging. Yeah, yeah. My mom got my mom got stabbed by the little thing frog gigging. Yeah, no, I couldn't um, do that. And so she and she used to love when they would throw the frog legs in the pan, mm-hmm. and they would like hop, yeah. You know if they were fresh enough, yeah. So yeah, frog gigging is catching frogs for those of you that there don't you know. Go. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but like I mean, I spent most of my time in the city, but like I didn't. I mean, I was just exposed to these things little mm-hmm. by little. But I don't know. You no, know, even like so, like, I grew up in Tuscaloosa. Even going. Like going to Alabama, like I'd be sitting there and I'd be watching like whatever it's called, um, not Swamp People, whatever the fuck that show was called, where they they would hunt the alligators. Oh, was that Gator? I thought it was Swamp People. Is it Swamp People? Okay. Uh-huh. Even then, they'd have like the subtitles down, and people would ask me, "It's like, do you need the sub? Are you reading the subtitles?" No, I don't need the damn subtitles. Like, I live 10 minutes down the road. I can understand what they're saying. Like, it blew me away. Like, just like, you know, the different demographic that would come to Alabama. But Yeah. And it's crazy, though, how big... Tuscal- Tuscaloosa is a college town, right? Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's like Athens, Dude, it's Georgia. It's so different than it was. Like, Tuscaloosa, when I graduated high school, and Tuscaloosa now is, like, completely different. Really? The Saban effect is, like, in full swing. The Saban effect? Saban What's effect. that? So, that like, obviously, uh, he's been winning a lot of national championships, so uh-huh. he brings a lot of, like, business and different stuff 
So the town has grown like tenfold since he's been there. Oh, really? And that's why, I mean, that's why you see these college towns paying these college coaches like a stupid amount of money to coach there. And it's because like it helps the economy in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if there was no UGA, there, Athens would just be a be nothing. Nothing. So, like, Tuscaloosa, I mean, even though it was big into college football before, like, before Saban, like, downtown Tuscaloosa were, were all these, like, old hotels or, you know, these old businesses that have been there for, you know, like, whatever, 20 years that you have no fucking idea how they've kept the doors open for that long. Cause really? Nobody goes mm-hmm. in there. Then all of a sudden, Saban comes along, he starts winning. People start like buying out properties. These big hotels start going up. Like everything gets, you know, more expensive. And all of a sudden, like it's this like luxurious downtown suite of downtown Tuscaloosa. Yep. So I think, um, don't quote me on this. I can't remember who it is. I think it's ESPN or somebody is about to drop like a, a big, like basically college game day type hotel in Tuscaloosa and they're going to be like the first of it like they're testing out in Tuscaloosa like they're building this big hotel for it and college game day that's that thing where they're all sitting and all the people with the Mm -hmm. signs behind it so like like, it's a big it's a big project that they're testing out in Tuscaloosa it's like a it's like a multi-million dollar like hotel they're dropping man so So what's it it's got to be wild so you're from Tuscaloosa Mm mm-hmm so living in a college town has got to be wild. So yeah, it, it was kind of wild. So like in high school, there's not much to do besides going out in the field and drinking, yep. or going to the movie theater or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But once you get to the age where you can like drink and go around, it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, because I had a few friends that grew up in Athens. Yeah, and they just had, they seemed like they just had access to so much more stuff yeah well yeah. i mean it's just like you grow up with people and like the people you grow up with open up bars or they open up whatever yeah so you know um i was trying to think like even if they don't open up businesses like they work at them you're like yeah. oh yeah and they're like, oh what's up jeremy what's up come on in you know they're, they're trying to promote it so you get access <laughs> to a lot of things that most other people don't just because, you know, you grew up with them. Yeah. I mean, it's also, it, it was also wild for me to go from from Atlanta to Athens and be there on a weekend during a game day. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know, like, people talk about Virginia Tech and people talk about this those those football teams out here, but it's, it's nothing like going to athens hmm. have you ever been oh. to tuscaloosa no never been to tuscaloosa there people will literally i know multiple families that literally take out loans to like pay for stuff for the football season really and pay it off yeah and literally pay it off for the rest of the year just to just to be just, at the games just just to be that tailgate People will take out loans from the bank wow. just to do that yeah tailgating at a college football game is something so like you go to like you, you go you go to Alabama and they have the quad out there and they have it you know all like gridded off and mm-hmm. tents you know numbered or whatnot and people will just pay stupid amount of money like they'll get to this like one section like this prime location wherever 
it's like, okay, you're at this corner section and you can have two TVs and the very first person will pay, you know, a thousand dollars a game for it or whatever, just to host there, like just uh-huh. for like the TV or whatnot. And then they'll turn around and sell it to businesses. So they buy it ahead of time and then they're like, okay, Hey, you know, you can host this, you can have your customers here, blah, blah. And then they'll turn around and sell it for $5,000 just for that game. And then, you know, the business will host it and then they'll turn around next game day and sell it to somebody else. So like, wow. Yeah. So like people have got it figured out. That's crazy. Do people dress, do girls dress up for games in Alabama? Like, cause I noticed that at UGA, like girls would dress oh, yeah, up dude. for the games. I don't oh, get, yeah. I don't understand that. So, oh yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, they're college girls, so. They do what college girls do. They dress up. They get. <laughs> they try to get attention. You know? I just never understood how they just get so dressed up for these football games. And well, the thing about Alabama was like, even the guys will do it, especially mm-hmm. the fraternity guys. Like they'll, like it, when I was in Alabama, when I was in fraternity. Like every game day, I was dressed to the fucking dime. Like I hate why. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's just how it is down there. It's just like, that's what you do. Like you. It's like, you know, how people say your Sunday best, like uh-huh. people dress like to the T for Sunday in Alabama, you dress, you do that, but you just do it for football. Man, it has to be hot. Well, no, it won't be that hot, I guess. So, I mean, some days it's fucking hot, dude. Some days you're sweating, but you look damn good and you just don't care about it. And so you're Man. Just sweating. Man, that's wild. I never, yeah, I never understood that. We used to, our, our church in Athens used to use the tailgate as a way to evangelize. And try to get people uh, in church. Okay. They would try to get so your church was, or your cult? Which one? I mean, it was yeah. It's both. It's <laughs> okay, <the same>. both. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know much about I don't know much about Bama, other than you just grow up not liking Bama and making fun of how much y'all say Roll Tide. And, so it, it's kind of funny. So I was talking to somebody about that. Um. It's weird because up here, like on Sundays, like people are like fucking getting into the NFL games. Like, oh, yeah. God. Like, oh, man. You don't see that here unless somebody's on your fantasy team. Like, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I'm a Rams fan. And long story short, dad, when he had a fantasy team, uh, his keeper was Marshall Falk. Mm-hmm. So I like grew up like checking the papers to see how dad's like running back dead or whatever. So I just ran the that way. So like if they lose or whatever, I'm just like, oh, like, you know, that sucks. But like up here, they're like, oh, you know. Yeah, man. They're mad. And I'm like, oh, man, calm down. It's not college football. But, you know, I'm the weird one in the situation. I know, but. People, people take their sports real serious. Yeah. I mean, I never really got into sports a ton. Just wasn't. Just wide, you know. Yeah. With the more creative music side, yeah. my dad wasn't into it as much. I mean, my dad went to Florida State, and uh, he would get real excited for the games. Yeah. He would get teary-eyed talking about when that mascot would just fly oh, up man. on the horse, and he'd throw the he'd throw the flaming the spear. Flaming onto, spear into yeah, it. Bobby Bowden. Yeah. It was real funny because, like, when Florida State was playing at the same time as Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd hear my mom yelling in the bedroom and my dad yelling in the living room. And it would be really funny because, 
the dog didn't our dog didn't know like running back and forth like doing that. <laughs> so that's funny, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the only yeah so like i almost went to alabama really yeah i had a relative that was gonna he was gonna pay me he was gonna give me a full ride yeah but i had to keep a 4-0 and like he said he said i'll you can come to band he says you know i see that you're trying to get your because like college for me was i mean i started at west georgia because it was i don't even saw me on my college but like it was. I started there because I was in a weird space, and then I, I lasted a year there. In college, I never understood why I had to be there. Just a long story anyway. But I was getting like serious back into go. I was like, okay, I'm going to get my degree in education. And I guess my mom had talked to him about it. He's like, I see you. You know, you're you're getting serious. He says, if you know, if you really want to, you know, you want to get out or you know want to go to another college, you can come to Alabama. He said, I'll pay for you to go to school there and you can live with me. Uh, it's just, you know, you just have to keep a four, you know, a 4.0 GPA. Cause my other cousin, he had, he had got, he had paid that. He had paid for my cousin to go to university of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, I might do that. That could be cool. I was like, I'll go to Alabama, all that stuff. But then I just, I don't know. He kind of creeped me out a little bit. So I didn't know if I wanted to live with him. So he creeped you out? Okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay. I but yeah, I almost, I almost went to Alabama. There was a point in time I could have been yelling. Wait, could you have managed that 4.0? No, I couldn't have. No, absolutely not. It's hard. I, I, I quit college three times. Like, it took me 13 years to get a degree. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're a little bit by. It took me 10 years to get a four-year degree. Yeah. But I... um. When I the when I came back the final time, I had less than a one Yeah, because of I had like <laughs> just I had so many WFs <laughs> yeah. throughout for a while that it just ruined it. But 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 yeah, when I graduated, I graduated with a three point four eight. There you go. So like that's how much I had brought it yeah. up. So when I was, I guess it was my. Uh, sophomore year i'm trying to think of when my buddy was president it had to be no it had to be junior year um yeah it had to be junior so uh, one of my good friends was president of our fraternity so he saw everybody's like gpa everybody got all his gpas get reported to him and he came up to me one night and said jeremy we got to talk like, what? <laughs> he goes do you know what your gpa was last semester I said, no. he goes it's a point oh four. <laughs> I'm gonna really need you to try harder next semester. <laughs> so okay, okay, yeah. Point oh four. Point oh four. And the next semester was like a point oh six and I dropped out and then had to like go back later. But <laughs> I just remember Trent talking to me, he's like, Man, you he, he was basically saying to make my job easier, please study harder. <laughs> please at least go to class. Man, God, that's rough. So I mean, so, like, growing up, I was, ah, sheltered wouldn't be the word I was used, but I was like, there was such a microscope that uh-huh. once I hit college, like, once I had that, like, taste of freedom, it was just like, yep. boom. Mm-hmm. That was it. And fucking party animal. 
Um, it's funny because I call it uh, like basically from when I was eighteen to twenty eight, call it my degenerate decade. Degenerate decade. Yeah, I like that. So I, I, I just party animal. Like the only thing I cared about was the next party. Mm-hmm. So it was a. Uh, it was fun, but you know, interesting part of life to navigate through. Yeah. So, like, you know, after college, I, you know, started that working in a warehouse, uh, going out through like, like, I'm not dumb. Like, I'm pretty, like, I was pretty, like, born gifted, but at the same time, like, I didn't, like, really apply it. Yeah. When I was younger. Like, uh-huh. I was one of those people that was, gifted enough through all the way through high school i didn't really have to study for anything so when i got to college and i actually had to study to learn stuff like i, I didn't have the skills to study so like i, I put a little bit of effort and buy ah, yeah, like this and then just go party and then that's what happens and it takes you <laughs> 10 years to get a fucking four-year degree you know yeah well i was i was the opposite of you i hated kids like you yeah. that didn't have to study yeah. in high school i mean i started college in learning support Okay. You remember? You ever? You ever watch Nate Bargatze, the comedian? Yeah, dude. He's when he t- when he talks about like his his going to college and being in learning support. Yeah. And he says you take math. <laughs> you don't take any like that's what I had to do, yeah. and it's kind of like it's one of those things where it's like yeah. Uh, you're, you kind of, you're going to need extra help. You're not ready for this. We're just going to give you a math class. Yeah, it was it was bad. Oh man. Yeah, they um, and none of those classes count towards graduation. Yeah, like they're like basically count to prerequisites to start yeah. counting. Towards. Yeah, my GPA or not my GPA, my SAT scores was eight ninety. I didn't take SAT. We only took ACT. Really? Oh man, I, yeah, I took the SAT and I got an eight ninety, and then I took an SAT prep class, then took the SAT and I got a lower score. Oh my god! Like that's how bad it was. I fell asleep. I fell asleep at the first SAT. I wasn't a partier. <laughs> I wasn't that. I didn't do any of that. I just, I guess I'm that type of learner that like, if it's applicable to my life, yeah, and you can tell me why I need to know this, yeah, then I'll 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 show up. But I mean, school was prison for me. I, I never had a, I never understood why I had to learn this stuff. So, yeah, it took me five semesters to get out of one math class in college. Oh man, I know. So when I took my ACT, the first score I don't remember what it was. I think it was high teens. Like it was one of those scores. Like your mom, your mom is not worried, but at the same time, you're not fucking like tattooing it on your forearm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, I took all the ACT prep classes, and I rem- ah, God damn, I don't remember my my memory's so shit. I've drank so much, my memory's so shit. <laughs> but uh, I remember like my AC like my practice test scores being like scholarship level, you know, like not mm-hmm. like full scholarship, but at least partial scholarship. And I signed up for the very last time frame i could sign up for so i could i did that on purpose so i could have enough like prep time to do it and i fucking slept through it really slept through my alarm and missed it 
<laughs> and I remember waking up and going to the living room. My mom looked at me and she's like, did you already take your ACT? And just having to tell her. No, I slept through it. And she's just fucking ripping into me. <laughs> you know, it's just like you just feel like a complete degenerate at that point. Yeah. And, uh, but like, like my first one, I made enough to get into Alabama, which at that time, that was like Saban had just started the year before. So, like, to get into Alabama, if you could, like, spell your first name right, you're pretty much in, you know. <laughs> um, but getting in there and then I went in there and we took uh, like, what's it called not the introduction what the fuck's it called uh, your first like couple weeks into college like your orientation orientation that's, yeah, what, orientation. that's what I was thinking of yep we were going there and uh, I thought I slept through like my first orientation I get up and run there. I, I'm like logging to the computer. I'm just sitting there waiting. And I had what I had thought I slept through was like a completely different class I was supposed to be in. <laughs> but I'm waiting in orientation. Like the computers to sign up for my classes. And this one chick that I was talking to, like uh, just like befriended the entire time she came. She's like, "Oh my god, I thought you missed it." I was like, "Well, I, I kind of did miss it. I'm just here. Like, can you help me sign up for my classes?" So she signed me up for my first four classes of college. I had no idea what I was signing up for. Yeah, we, we <laughs> when you're in learning support, you have a guidance counselor assigned to you to sit next to you and do everything for you because they assume if you're in learning support you're that you're, 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 you're too dumb to figure this well, out on your own. Well, and I was like sitting here, like sport, I got so salty. I was so salty about it. Cause like I show up to sign up for my classes <clears throat> and they have this like learning support, whatever pops up for me. I have to get on this bus <laughs> and go to this separate location Away from everyone else, and and we was in the black a black box theater, which the basement of this Your other theater, <laughs> and they're just like, and you're just back here like, what is this? And they talk to you like you're an idiot, and I'm like so frustrated because I'm like, this is like no, I'm not an idiot. I just don't take tests. Yeah. Well, I I I mean I have test so, anxiety. So so I'm the exact opposite. I'm pretty much an idiot. When it comes down to it, but I'm like my test taking skills are fucking yeah. through the roof. Nah, I mean, so I'm nah, the exact man. opposite of you. And they would be like, "Are you sure that you want to take a class like you know back to back? Don't you think you'd want to take a class like and then have like a two hour break?" And I'm just like, "Lady, <laughs> like, so, oh my god, this is this is terrible." So literally, mine's the exact opposite. They're like, "Yeah, you should do this one." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or something, whatever, whatever. I'll fucking figure it out. Yeah, but it it sucked my first year because I was supposed to live at West Georgia, but then I ended up not because some friends of mine. I was I was going there to party, but then I like found Jesus again, so I couldn't live with those guys. Um, be oh, careful! Come you on now, Jesus, Jesus, running around with us. Or, yeah, you know that, right? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I know, but uh, 
I know. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so I had to drive to school. And it's like an hour and a half away from where I was living. And so that was kind of rough. And so I would be like getting up at 6 to be at an 8 o'clock class. And then, you know, I'd be driving an hour and a half. It was it was rough. So this is a rough year. I, you know, they okay. make you they yeah. make you feel like an idiot. I was tired all the time. I ended up flunking out. Not flunking. I mean, I failed half my classes the whole year. And at see, at Georgia, if you Georgia had the Hope Scholarship, mm-hmm. so if you have a three O in high school, your school's paid for as long as you go to a state school. Okay. And so I had, but you have to maintain the three O through mm-hmm. college to get it paid for. They have the lottery that pays it or whatever. But I lost it real fast. Yeah, my parents were pretty frustrated. But anyway, it's college. Okay, I mean. <clears throat> oh, man. So, yeah. There we go. I told someone I was going to write a book, Don't Go to College. My mistakes. I mean, I've made every mistake. Like, I, I wasn't even allowed to, besides the alcohol, that was the only, like, mm. I never really got into that. No, no. I've made every mistake except getting somebody pregnant before yeah. being married. Yeah. Literally. Man. So we um I don't know if you remember this game, but the <laughs> Alabama Tennessee game, the Cody block. Do you you remember mm-hmm. that? Okay. Nope. So I was a junior, I think, in college or whatever. And at the time I wasn't prescribed after all. I kind of told my parents that. I was like, I think I made a D, and they're like, no, blah, blah, So, you know, I did what any other college person would do and just go on the street and buy it. Yeah. So, at the time, the popular thing was, I don't know if you remember, it was the North Face jackets yep. that had the rain outer, ja- rain outer shell and then the soft inner shell, yep. and you could zip them in. in. Yep. So I had went and I bought the Adderall and I put it in a Zyrtec bottle, like in my inside jacket. Then I I, I only bought like three, I think. Uh-huh. So I had I took one. And I was literally it it was like I took it for finals week or whatever it was. It, uh, it was a test I bought it for, and uh, I bought it for my buddy. Like he gave it to me for like super cheap. And then we went to the ten like before the Tennessee game, I had forgot they're in the inner pocket of it, and then had my fleece jacket and zipped it up into that, so I had like like the full jacket. Going into the stadium, like had a few beers, like wasn't like super drunk, but just had a few beers. And the guys, and, you know, everybody's patting down the students, and he hits this the Zyrtec bottle. There was like in between the fleece and the thing, and it like rattles. And he was like, what is that? And I just like sighed. I was like, it's a Zyrtec bottle. He goes, what's in the Zyrtec bottle? This is like a campus police guy. Uh-huh. I was like, there's probably like three or four Zyrtec. I said, there's two Adderall in there. He's like, okay. So like I take it out. He dumps it out. He dumps everything. He goes, yeah, there's three Adderall. Uh-huh. And uh, he goes, you know, we're going to arrest you. And I was like. Yeah, I know. He told me, he goes, I could give you, you know, basically arrest you for like three separate possessions for each like pill. 
goes, but you're very straight up with me. He told me what it was. He goes, I'm just going to pretend there's one in there. I'm just going to give you one. I, you know, I said, thank you, whatever. Uh-huh. And this is the point where, like, I black out. I really don't remember much else from that, except for I'm at the police station, and I'm calling my mom's cell phone, and uh, she's like, not wake it up. Like, I'm calling her, like, four or five times. And uh, the guy, like, the officer behind me is like, Sorry, you have one more phone call and I don't have to put you back in this, you know, whatever, the tank or whatever it's called. So I called my girlfriend at the time and she answered. And I had, she had to be the one that called my mom and tell me that I was like in the fucking slammer for an Adderall. Uh huh. <clears throat> so my stepdad comes and gets me and he's like, dude, you know, like you're fucking with the big leagues now. I was like, I know. But at the time, I didn't realize like the serious consequences of having an Adderall on me. Like I didn't realize it was like, I knew what a felony charge was. I didn't realize like the effects of a felony charge would have on the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, otherwise like if I, even if I did want to bottom, I left him at home. Like it wasn't like left him a jacket. Like, you just thought it was, it, you didn't think like, it was, you know, if, like somebody finds pot on you, they're like, okay, sometimes they stomp it out or whatever. Like I didn't think that was a big deal. So like, that's like gone with me the rest of my life. So you got a felony charge. So I got youthful offender. Uh huh. So as long as I don't have any other type of charge that's similar, like with drugs or anything like that, it won't come up. It's sealed. Oh, wow. But we'll see. He had a buddy who, uh, he, um, he had a felony offense, um, because he had a DUI in high school and the accident, he got in a really bad car accident and then somebody yeah. died oh my because God. of it. So he got charged with it, but that, you know, he went to jail and uh, it kind of, he he said, because I, I remember he was like 27. He had been in jail. He spent like four years in jail or something like that. And he said that it it never goes away. Yeah. The felony offense just stays there. He said, I think he he was having a hard time. I never saw him with a stable job because he could never get a job. Mm-hmm. Because if he goes through anything that has like an HR department, yeah, as soon as it's as soon as you know it gets the felony, it's like. So what really helped me was going through like the court process. Is I went through like a third party like psychiatrist, and the guy was like, "You definitely have ADHD. You definitely need to be on Adderall." Uh-huh. So like going through that, it was basically. Like, my defense was, like, I was trying to, like, self-medicate the wrong way, but the right way at the same time. Yeah. So, everybody was, like, super lenient on me. Because, one, like, I was very straightforward. I wasn't an ass Uh the entire time. I told him, I was like, look, this is what I have. Like, you know, they only charged me one. And the judge for my case, like, I I had a really good lawyer. Thank God my parents helped me out with that. Had a really good lawyer. And even the judge was like, look, like, obviously what you did was stupid, but, like, you know, 
you really you know, you need this medicine the psychiatrist backed it up so like that's why i i was really lucky because the situation i was in because you know i had a few beers going into the game or whatever like it, it was a very situ- very weird situation where they could be like oh this drunk guy this drunk fucking idiot mm-hmm. had an adderall on him he's trying to party but well, I had all the other things like going my way. They're like, yeah, like, okay. You know, you're just trying to do it and do it the wrong way. Yeah. You, you know, so. So it could have gone sideways. I did sideways. get lucky with that. Yeah. yeah. It, it could have been sideways mm-hmm. where, you know, you know, I couldn't own a gun, couldn't you know, vote, but like you know, when it got sealed and, you know, Thank God it was when I was twenty, not twenty-one. If it was twenty, if I did when I was twenty-one, I wouldn't have been able to do youthful offender. So, jeez, so, so many yeah. technicalities. So, thank God that technicality was there now, because mm-hmm. helped me out a lot. Hey, well, speaking of youthful offenders, let's get on to the dad talk part of this. Okay. <laughs> what a segue! I know segue. Yeah. So, um, how many kids do you have? One kid. Yeah, it's a boy or girl. It's a girl. Oh, what's that like? I love it, man. Really? Yeah. So, this is kind of like the corny thing that everybody's like, you know, I say, but literally growing up, you know, everybody wanted to know they want to be astronaut, they want to be police officer or whatever. I always knew I wanted to be a dad. Yeah? I just like didn't say it. Because I thought that was, you know, that was the lame thing. I always knew I wanted to be a dad. Didn't care what I did else. I just wanted to be a dad. So, we have AJ. And it's just like, it's like a bliss, dude. I really? I fucking love it. I fucking love it. What, do you remember when or or why you wanted to be a dad? Uh I mean, not the exact point. Uh-huh. I just knew, like, growing up, like, <laughs> so, growing up, as far as I can remember, my mom and dad have always been divorced. Okay. I divorced when I was, like, one, less than one, but they did a very good job of, like, putting me first, like, they never argued in front of me, like. I went with dad on the weekends, stayed with mom during the weekday. Um, they did an extremely good job of, like, not fighting in front of me. Like, you know, they respected that. Even though they weren't together, I was their son's mom or I was mm-hmm. their son's dad's or whatever. And for whatever reason, like, that's what I want to be. I just, I, I just want to be like uh, a you know, take care of somebody. And my mom, so my grandmother had my mom at 16. My mom had me at 22. Uh-huh. So I was like the oldest of my generation. So like, it, it, you know, all my cousins are whatever younger than me. So there's, I was always around babies. So I was always, you know, whatever. So I always knew I wanted to be like a dad. So you were taking care of the cousins a lot? You were taking, always around? Uh, taking care of the cousins, not in the fact that, like, I had to, just the fact that I wanted to. Like, I was the oldest. Like, I, I loved the babies, you know, or whatever. And then, 
like the for whatever reason, I always wanted a daddy's girl. I always wanted a blonde haired daddy's girl. That's what I wanted. Really? I guess it's like being in Alabama, like that's what you want. You know? Really? <laughs> and uh, I got the blonde haired girl. I think she's a little more of a mama's girl, but. Oh, really? I'm, I'm winning her over. So. I mean, they're always mama's whatever until for the first few years. Yeah. I mean, that's you're, just... you're fighting against that, like, bi- biological. I know, because they spent nine months inside yeah. them, just connected. Just because they're fucking, you know, they yeah. grew on me. I, I know, mean. it's crazy. But. So, um, well, cool. I mean, that's cool. So, like, you would go to family gatherings, and you'd be the oldest one there, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Do you so, have any brothers or sisters? I do. So, my family tree is kind of weird. So, <clears throat> mom and dad had me, and they split up. Mom got remarried. And had, to, I have two sisters from that, and he ended up dying of a brain tumor, which you can get into later if you want to, depending on how long this podcast goes into. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and then she got remarried again to somebody that already had a son and two daughters. Uh-huh. And then my dad and stepmom had a son when I was 16. So he's a lot younger than me. So I have, I technically have six brothers and sisters. Wow. And I'm the oldest of all of them. Man. Yeah. That's a family tree. It's quite the tree. Man. So what, I mean, that has to have done something to have. So you have the mom and dad, then you have the separate families, Mm -hmm. but then you you lost the first stepdad, Mm -hmm. then you get a new one. I mean, that's. So that side of the that side of the truth was, was pretty chaotic. Was it was it chaotic? Was it stressful? Did you like really notice it, or are you just like this is just how it is? And so, my age at the time. So I'm I'm trying to think of the time, mom. So I I don't remember my mom and dad being together. The earliest I remember is my mom and stepdad and dad and stepmom being together uh-huh. and then they having my first sister Allie and then like literally turned around and had my s- second sister which I think was a whoops but you know shit happens hey yeah so uh, I remember that happening and I was like fourth or fifth grade and then it had to be fourth grade because fifth grade is when he actually died of a brain tumor, which was kind of a fucked up story. The tumor was in the same spot that um, people that have Lewy body disease, mm-hmm. where their brain deteriorates, where they get angry and stuff. Mm-hmm. His tumor was in the same spot, so he had the same symptoms. Whoa. So I remember watching like a person I considered like a second dad like he was fucking he was his name was Scott his fucking awesome like just this disease completely like taking this as identity and turn him into a monster like he would he would just get angry he would throw stuff and at one point in time I remember my sisters came into my room when mom and him were arguing and uh, my sister came up to me, 
She's like, Daddy almost hit me with a chair. And later I realized, like, he was fine or whatever. And then all of a sudden he just, like, got angry or whatever and threw something and almost hit her, like, on accident. <clears throat> so it was like, you know, I was just kind of like that big brother, like, kind of like coddling him or whatever. And mom came into that room and she said to me, she's like, Do we need to go? I was just like, Yeah, we'll, like, we need to, we need to let him leave. So, so we went to my grandmother's house. So it was like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird thing. Like before that, he was a picture perfect dad. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, he he was he loved he loved his daughters. He was protecting thing, and just like within like three months, just turned into a monster. And how long was he sick before he passed? Man, it was pro- it was probably a few months after that. Like his uh, brothers took him. He had two bro- two older brothers. He was the mm-hmm. youngest. Took him in, and uh, we would go over there and visit him every once in a while. But it was to the point where his tumor took over him so much he was almost like childlike. Like it was, it's kind of hard to explain. Like. He knew he was a dad. Like, he knew that his daughters were coming over. But at the same time, he was like a child. Like, he built a fort. And he was excited to play with them in the fort, but not as in, like, trying to cheer a daughter up. Like, he was excited like a kid to play with them in the fort. Yeah. And, um, being, you know, being me, it was kind of like, it, at the time, I didn't re- really realize like how to um, like process it. I was kind of thinking, I was like, I-, I knew he still loved him. Like you could tell, the love was still there, which was to like thinking back on it is just like fucking phenomenal. Like what was going on? But he was trying to convince him that the love was there like a kid would. Like he's yeah. just like trying to like get him like to jump and play in the fort or whatever. So it it, it was kind of weird, but I mean that had to have been tough. How you said you were in fifth grade? How yeah, fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So and like, so but it was pretty fast after that. Oh, the yeah. tumor yeah, yeah, was yeah, gone. Yeah, it was a pretty big decline after that. Mm-hmm. And how long was it till you your mom remarried? Uh, okay. So it was probably a year or two. I mean, it's a year and a half, two years after that, she remarried. Um, the person she remarried to had a son and a said twin girls. The said twin girls were the same age as my older sister. Mm-hmm. So there are, you know, my older sister, younger sister, and then twin sisters, they're all the same age. And then a son that was four years younger than me, same as Connor. Um, So at the time, it was like, the very first meeting was kind of like an awkward, like, connection because... I mean, think about it like I was sixth grade. I was playing Halo on my Xbox. Yeah. And I invited Connor and I was like, yeah, you can play with me. I'm like, you know, you, you could tell he had like no like 
Xbox sense or whatever. Yeah, he couldn't so play he, it at all. Yeah. You know, mm. So it was a hard connection, but like two years into the relationship, I thought it was a pretty easy connection. Um, but was it was it hard to go from like the t- the different dad, you know, going through what you went through, and then so, so here's the, hardest, the new guy. The hardest part to me was actually was I was a brother and sister on this side, and then on my other side, I had my dad and stepmom, and they were wanting to have a kid. And they asked me, and I like broke down and told them no. Like I love being the only only child on this side because I had so many brothers and sisters. On yeah, this side. you were tired of having brothers yeah. and sisters. So, so that was the hardest part was like realizing I wasn't going to get their full attention on this side. <coughs> but you know, eventually they had a kid, and obviously I fucking love my brother there too. So, but um, is your mom still married to this guy? No, so they they split up later, which that's a whole different story to get into. But <laughs> right. I, could, I could no, I could only imagine the struggles they went through. So I don't blame either side for the split up. Mm-hmm. But um, I still see every single one of them as my brothers and sisters. I never like I explain people as like to them as my half sisters or my stepsisters. Just to simply like get them the grasp of the family tree, but they're all my brothers and sisters. So I don't care. Do you see them a lot, or did you see them a lot when you were there? I, I saw them a lot more when I was in Alabama. Since I've been up here, I haven't seen them a lot, unfortunately. One of them is about to have a kid. I think she's having it like December thirteenth or something. Mm-hmm. And we're going down for uh, Christmas, so I'm really excited to see that. But. Uh, so what's Christmas like? Do you just is it? I do. It's like fucking pond hopping. Really? Yeah, I did. And you're like, hey, love y'all. Okay, gotta go over here. You know, you're just yeah. like, God, man, that's gotta be stressful. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately for them, they don't get me presents because all our money's been fucking hopping around. But oh yeah, of course. But yeah, it's whatever. So. Man, so like, were you like more, what's the word I'm looking for? So like, so then you, you know, you, you were close with your dad still though. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So my, so funny story, not funny, but, um, my dad, when I was 16, actually right when my youngest brother was born, Uh-huh. Um, he just happened to be like switching between jobs and he got like super sick. Like he couldn't get out of bed and you know, just like my dad's like a tough guy. Like if he gets sick, he fucking, he just gets up and works like, you know, yeah. that's not thing. So for him to like not get up and go to work, like it was a huge red flag and uh, he had some kind of bacteria there was in his like one of his his jaws like he had a bacteria something in his jaw it, the bacteria ended up getting in one of his arteries and he had to have open heart surgery jeez and the shittiest part was <laughs> it happened between when he was transition jobs so he didn't have health insurance so he ended up having to like 
negotiate and pay the whole thing like outside of fucking having health insurance. Um, and so this was all happening. He had to have open heart surgery. So I remember like going to Birmingham, like celebrating that I had a little, another little brother. They happened to go back like two weeks later, like not knowing if my dad was like going to like make it through it. And, uh, I was standing like, they, like they had this white room, they had this white room. And then in the middle of the white room was basically like this, like little garden. I, uh-huh. I don't know how to explain it. And here, and I got, so, I got so fucking sick of people asking me if I was okay. I got yeah. so fucking sick of it. Like I knew they cared about me. Like I knew they're like, you know, so I just eventually just like went to the garden and I literally locked the garden. <laughs> and it was just like staying there. And it's just like, you know, the, like the silence or whatever was, you know, calming. And then somehow my mom got in she figured out how to fucking unlock it or whatever it was. She's like, you okay? I was like, no, like, no, I'm not fucking okay. I was right I'm fucking in here. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so she, she called me. We went out, this big mama's boy went out and, uh, the surgery went really well. That did really good. And, uh, got to celebrate having like, you know, another, another brother or whatnot. And, uh, uh, after that, I was like, okay, next time, like, this shit happens, they like, let me know, like, I, you gotta give me a fucking heads up, you can't fucking, like, just fucking brick face me with this shit. You gotta <laughs> let me know if my dad's, like, you know, ha- having health issues, and he's just standard dad. He doesn't, he doesn't let me know. Yeah. So he's like a he's a, he was a strong guy. Oh yeah, he's a strong guy. He's Hard those, worker. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, if he's facing troubles, he doesn't tell me. He's just like, oh yeah, everything's okay. I'm like, no, like fucking tell me. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Like I need to know. Yeah. Um. Do you catch yourself like? Is there anything that you do that he does that he did? Like when he was a dad, do you catch yourself doing the same things he did? Oh, yeah, I did. Like so what? The main thing is, <laughs> like, if I say something and then uh-huh. somebody doesn't respond to me, like immediately. Really? I'm like, hey, if I'm like, hey, Roy, how's that beer? Even if you give me like, not even a full second, but Roy, how's the beer? <laughs> That's exactly what I do to AJ, and I feel so bad because I I catch myself doing it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like AJ, what do you need? You be watching me, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> Answer me, damn it. So so that that's the main thing I catch myself doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I know you hear me, and I give you the minimum amount of time to respond to it. And if you don't respond to me, I get angry. So. <laughs> So, like, you had two dads at the same time where you get, like, was it, were they both involved, oh, I yeah. guess? And yeah. so, like, I mean, if you got in trouble, was it, like, both of them would do, or they so, did it depend? So, it would really depend on what the, 
where the trouble happened. Like if it happened at, you know, you know, one house, then they'd be the one that lay down the law. Mm-hmm. If it happened at the other one, then they'd be the one that lay down. The other one would comply. Mm-hmm. Is essentially how it happened. So if um, basically, if it was my mom and stepdad, my mom would be the one to lay down the punishment. And dad would just be like, mm, suck, son. Like, you know, he, you know, I'd talk to him about it. He's like, Dude. even if he, I remember one time he was telling me, it's like, son, I completely agree with you. I think you're on the right end. It's like, but me and your mom made a pact, you know, 20 years ago, you know, however <laughs> long ago. So he's like, you just got to fucking suck through it. Like, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it was just like, like, even though my parents were separated, they were never like, hateful to each other uh-huh. they're always like respectful like hey, that's what your mom said sorry son like you know we made that pat 20 years ago that's what we're sticking with wow so like, I, that's I, cool so i do have to give them that yeah <laughs> so, uh, i mean was it always like so you're going to your mom you i mean my parents never got divorced so i don't really know this world so it's like so even when you were like 17, it was just like every weekend you're at your dad's or did it? Uh, no, that stopped when I was about 15. So when I was 15 or 16, when I could choose to drive, I would choose like what weekend I'd be at. Okay. And I actually remember the first time, one of the first times I was got to choose, I called dad and I was like, Hey dad, do you mind if I stay down here this weekend? Like, you know, so and so is having, you know, people over. He's like, no, son, I don't care. So we go on and we go to their house. You know, we have a good time and come back. And the next morning, it was Sunday morning. My mom goes, you realize it was your dad's birthday yesterday? Oh, jeez. And I was like, oh my god. And I called dad. I hey, Drew. Dad, I'm so sorry. I like I told him I was like, Happy birthday. I'm so sorry. So we had and he was like, Nah, don't worry about it. And I was like, No, no. So that was like the first time I had forgotten about like, you know, a significant other's birthday. And I was just, I, you know, obviously like dad knew. Like he, he he didn't care. But at the same time I felt like shit. Yeah, it's interesting with like kids you man, you they just I don't know. As you get older, the birthdays aren't that important, but but at the same time, like dad just like demon flinch. He's like, yeah, something like have fun. Like you yeah. know, it wasn't you know. So I have to give it to him. It wasn't like oh, you're gonna miss my birthday by like you know. He just said, oh, yeah, have fun. You know, good. You know, love you. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, I'm be like, dad, why didn't you fucking tell me it's your birthday? <laughs> Like, give me, like, you know me, like, fuck, damn it. I forget shit all the time. He doesn't tell you about open heart surgery. He doesn't tell yeah, you about his birthday. Yeah, like, God damn. Yeah, come on, Dad. So. <laughs> wow. I can kind of see why it seems like you want to be a, you'd want to be a father mm-hmm. so bad with, like, listening to the story, you know? Yeah. Do you think you want, yeah, I mean, you you're the oldest one. So you had all the kids around, you know, there's a protection aspect to that. Yeah, man, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, are you guys thinking about having more kids? So, so maybe a number two, 
Maybe a number two. So we're like, oh, best way I can explain. If it happens, it happens. Pulling the goalie, seeing what happens. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But not like actively, if that makes sense. Uh huh. You're just like so, passive about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got that? That just that kind of thought process scares the crap out of me. <laughs> to like just like not know. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's kind of the way I want it, honestly. Uh-huh. Because the more I think about having a second kid, like, the more anxious I get. But at the same time, like, if I just go about it, like, if it fucking happens, it happens. Yeah. Then, then mm-hmm. I'll just deal with it when it comes, and I know I'll handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, without the stress there. So that, that that's kind of like my thought process. Yeah. I, Taylor really wants another one, I think. She's yeah. having baby fever right now. Is it? Is it we? I mean, was it weird having a girl and like having to adapt to that, or were you just kind of like because you had sisters? No, it, it helped. Yeah, having sisters helped a lot. Yeah, I wanted a girl. I wanted a daddy's girl. Really? Because like as soon as they told me it was like fancy was fulfilled, you know. That's cool. I, like <clears throat> it's kind of lame, but at the same time, like. The people that tell you, like, as soon as you hold the daughter, like, you fall in love. Like, that mm-hmm. was me. I was just like, wow. Oh. All the feelings of being the older brother, like, mm-hmm. of all the sisters and whatnot. Yeah. All of it just came down to this one child. And it was like, it, it, it was pretty basic. It's kind of like life was preparing you for it. It really was. Yeah. And it was like, the one thing I want to do is be a good dad. And all life... And like you said, life is preparing me. It's like, okay, by the way, here's a kid. Good luck. Well, I know. Now we got to actually execute this shit. God damn it. So, yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, that's cool, man. Like, so you're just, are you like, how old is she? She, she'll turn three into December. December man, 23. so you're, you're still, you're still baby dad. Oh yeah, I'm still you're still now. you're still new to this whole thing. I'm not quite the principal calling me because AJ did something dead. Oh that's yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, we're right at that spot yeah. where he gets uh, our kid gets the um, the folder with like what he what they yeah. did or stuff, and so there's you either get a red, a yellow, or a green. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have that to look forward to. That's yeah. a new thing being a parent that stresses me out so so like you get like they get this folder and it's like it just has the day and there's either a green which means they were fine Mm -hmm. there's a yellow which means they had some kind of incident and then there's the red and the red is reserved for like if you punch someone or you bit or something like that. So what's the yellow for? Are they the just yellow. Like, so like, if like you like kind of fine, if you had to go into timeout for a minute or okay. if you like put your hands on your friends or, you know, weren't listening so during the yellow some, is like, they, they have an option to like explain yeah. their point. Uh huh. Yep. Is, mm-hmm. is that what the yellow is? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like a reader. It's a it's a redirection that only was like once. Okay. And so like it's so funny because, you know, I was a teacher giving out grades. Yeah. And it's crazy when now, 
I'm just the parent. And I, I'm like, this is stressing me out. Like I go into a parent teacher conference. Like those are weird. Like that's, what's new to me. And it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands when I'm in there, yeah. you know, cause I'm used to being on the other side I'm telling you, man, I hate those yellows and it's not even that bad, but like I go into this thing of just like, Oh, my kids, my so, kid's a bad kid. Well, so obviously, obviously I'm not to the point where AJ's bringing home yellows yet. Yeah. But to my initial instinct would be, all right, AJ, tell me what happened. Yeah. Oh, they don't, they don't tell you what happened. They don't. No, I mean I don't remember. And uh, but luckily, if the te- the teachers will write like well, putting well, to hands. Me, I'm like, no, like, I, and I, yeah. I, of course, of course. There's always those parents like, oh no, I'm going to do this when this happens. Like my mm-hmm. thought process would be like, no, AJ, like tell me, I I want you to fully tell me the story. Yeah, and then you know we'll fucking correct from there. It's but but my my like my initial aspect is just like the bang my dad being like <laughs> was, was my daughter really wrong or did somebody else step around and she happened to happen yeah. to get the yellow light do I have to step it you know do I have to intervene here yeah and I know all the jargon yeah because you know being from being a teacher for so long yeah you know the fun thing the crazy part now is good being like in the pickup and the drop offs. Like, is your kid in daycare or anything mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. And, like, being in the line and being the pickup, you know, picking up the kids. I don't know why it's so funny to me. I always want to blare music. Yeah. I don't know. I want to be that one, you know, be yeah. that dad coming in, coming in hot, you know, blasting well, something. Saying, I'm always the dad that's like, all the other moms and dads, where you can tell they're, like, coming from work, and I work from home, so I'm, like, in fucking shorts. Backwards hat, sunglasses, like who knows what fucking shirt yeah. I have on. Like, AJ, let's go. <laughs> and you can just tell the teachers, like AJ, your dad, your dad's like. I mean, they do the same for <laughs> <Yeah>. me, but <laughs> I'm usually in like whatever because you know being here at home the whole time. But yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's a wild. It's a wild time being in that. I got to take a piss break. Yeah. Let's do that real quick. Yeah, we can do that. Pause. We'll pause. All right, we're back. So let's let's keep on cruising through this. So, okay, what's been okay. the easiest thing about being a dad the that you know? Is thing. is there something that's been super easy about being a dad? Something that like clicked that you were like, like muscle memory. Um, that's a good question. Uh. Or has it all just been hard? <laughs> it's, it's kind of like... Um, so the thing that clicks the easiest... Yeah. Is... When... Um, like, if I understand AJ's go it, trying to figure something out that you can't figure out. Okay. It, it's kind of hard to explain, but like... If... Um, if I'm like, I'm like AJ, pick a show. Blah, blah. You know, I get super fucking frustrated with it, and I see her, and I could see, as soon as I see that she's having a frustrating time, it's just like all the frustration, like impatience, just melts away. That's interesting. 
But if I don't see that in her eyes, then it it stays. So it, it's kind of hard to explain. So it's like if if I can visualize her like struggling with it, uh-huh. like all of it melts away, and the patience is like unlimited. But if so I like, but if I just if I think she's just like ignoring me or anything else, it just like it's the exact opposite. Like it it um, multiplies. So it's, it's easier for you to when you see that she's struggling with something to fix it. Like yes, like yeah. it, it instantly instantly melts away. But if I don't see it, like if I don't see her, like if I don't think she's trying her best or whatever, then it, the exact opposite happens. So like, then you think the hardest thing is the patience because it sounds like I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's hard to be patient with them, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you want them to understand what you said and well, how you said it it's not just that it's like you th- it's like i mean as that you th- you're like you should you should un- you know this you understand that they yeah. might not mm-hmm. like they might understood it eight out of ten times but this certain situation something else might happen that you're not realizing they're trying to process that and then you get you know short-tempered so that that's mm-hmm. where you know but if if i could like if i notice that yeah that's the easiest part. Like it just everything melts away, and I, I can like guide them through it. But if I don't see it, then it's the exact opposite. Yeah, and you want to be answered right away. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I want to be at least acknowledged right away. Yeah, it's hard when they don't acknowledge it. Like my, that's probably the one thing I got from my dad that um, it's not necessarily bad, but wish I could change. If I ask you a question or ask you something. I want you at least tell me, like, as my dad said, at least tell me to fuck off. Yeah. At least acknowledge me. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's all yeah. I want. Yeah. Like, if you ignore me, then my, like, impatience just fucking skyrockets. Yeah, man, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I got kind of like, no, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not, that I'm more patient. No, I'm not. I mean, it's stressful. Yeah. You know, when you ask him a question and now I'm at the point where like he's old enough to like, he's starting to mess with us Oh yeah. about just a little bit. We're getting whispers of what that's like. And I mean, patience is, Oh geez. You just want to, Oh, but so like this past week, I got so short with her because I'm like, AJ, AJ, fucking listen to me. And then it turns out she has like a double ear infection. And like <laughs> her eardrums bust in one ear, so she probably couldn't fucking hear me the entire time. And you're just like, God damn, like the guilt just kicks in. You're like, you're being a fucking asshole. That's the worst, and isn't you're it? you're just like, God almighty. Like, they, no wonder you weren't fucking listening to me because you yeah. couldn't goddamn hear me. The other the one a couple months ago, he was being so irritable to me and just like not listening. We were on a car ride and just like complaining about stuff and all these things. And then I was so frustrated with him and I got angry. I remember I was short with him, but then like five minutes later, he threw up all over the car and I was like, Oh my God, I'm a dick. (laughs) He was just, he was just sick. Just being sick. And I'm just over here being an ass. Yeah, Yeah, man. We can't, we can't separate from that or, Mm remember that but i mean we were doing the same thing to our parents oh 100 you know i remember like 
And looking back now, you understand, but sometimes like that's the other. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm bad. you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, I got God, that. I was I was talking about that because we just we just drove down to Atlanta <clears throat> recently, and I was telling my wife about how I was on car trips, and I'm just surprised my parents didn't leave me somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, my parents gave me a fucking Game Boy or whatever it was at the time. Oh yeah, I, I would like, just, you go. I would put on my headphones and I would just fall asleep. I would just, I would try to sleep the whole way. I say like my, my age or my like era was the, like the Game Boy era. Yep. So I was the very first kids who were like, here, play with this and shut the fuck up. Yep. And like seeing you're saying. I miss. I remember the Game Boys. Fucking po Pokemon, dude. Oh my. Oh, God. you were a Pokemon oh, with Game Boy. Huge Pokemon guy when I was a Game Boy. Man, see, I was how. Oh, you just knocked over Ted Lasso. <laughs> you can't even put him back. Wait, so how old are you? I am thirty-four. Oh yeah, so you are. You're eight years younger than me. Am I really that I'm 40, much younger? Yeah, I'm 42. Oh. Oh, that's young, nah, man, I'm 42. So, like, I didn't have the Pokemon on the Game Boy. Uh, no, dude. That was, you, were like, you were straight like Walkman. Yeah, man, I had a, I had a Walkman. Okay. I had a Game Boy. It had like it had the beginning games, but then it was just, it was just. Uh, I think. Uh, and then I was older, and I just never got, I never, like, stuck with so it. So you're, like, pre-anti-skip era. Mm hmm Like, I was the anti-skip era. Like, the, you had the CD players that had anti-skip. Did you have the uh, hookup where you put the tape into the tape deck of the yeah, car man. and you played mm -hmm. CDs? Yeah. Kids don't know about that nowadays. Dude, they don't, man. Those are things. It's really interesting to think about the things that kids aren't going to deal with that were so stressful for us. So one of my favorite favorite things about what like going to my dad's every weekend was we'd stop out like blockbuster uh -huh. every weekend we get one movie and he let me rent one video game for a weekend really and i was like you know back in the day when you had like super nintendo and fucking nintendo 64 the cartridges you put it in yep you play from the beginning or whatever it was just like, oh man! It was just like euphoria. You just uh -huh. game after game after game. And nowadays, like you don't fucking have that. Nah, man. I missed. I miss like wandering the blockbuster for yeah. the game. There was a movie that, like, I remember. There was a movie called Wet Hot American Summer, and it's this comedy movie about summer camp. Okay. And I remember. For for the first, this was I would just always see it, mm -hmm. and and then, then one day I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna rent it. But it was like a, it was months of seeing it at the blockbuster, and then finally just renting it. Yeah. And I was like, this is the one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. If you've never, you need to I see Wet Hot American yeah. Summer. It's it's really stupid, but it's hilarious. But just wandering the blockbuster and just picking out movies. That was the best. I there was a blockbuster in my neighborhood that had a playground inside it. What? Yeah, it was. It had a playground, and so we would go <coughs> there and goof off there, and then rent, and then rent the games. We we had a um, we had 
Blockbuster in Tuscaloosa. We had a movie gallery. Yeah, I had a movie gallery. Mm-hmm. I remember so, that. So was, that was the one we had in Tuscaloosa. And I remember um, one time, my football. This is high school, so this is yeah, this is high school. Football coach had a late fee, and I can't remember like I can't remember what the controversy was. Something about like he tried to pay it a certain way, and they wouldn't accept it. Uh huh. And they basically told him like cash only. So oh, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. And it was like thirty six dollars, and he came up with pennies. Oh jeez. None of them rolled and just like dumped it on the thing. Like you have to have them rolling because there's nothing in your contract or rules that says that because <laughs> you can either count all these pennies or you can void my light fee <laughs> and they void his light fee for me just like scraped him back in the bucket. That's bananas. Awesome. Yeah, we had in I remember in Atlanta we had a Hollywood video, or in my neighborhood Smyrna, we had a Hollywood video, we had a movie gallery, and we had a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So movie, I had a movie gallery in Tuscaloosa, and I had a blockbuster at my dad's. Yeah, in like Hoover. But you know, you would go there and you'd get a movie, and then just sitting there and watching it. And the, I'm man, I mean, I used to watch like you know, I would rent Encino Man constantly. There was there was a good couple years my dad would always try to stop me from renting Encino Man because really? I watched it the most. God, yeah, but those weekends were the best, man. It's not the same. No, it's not. You get blockbuster. It wasn't even really like the movie that you settled on. It was the processing. Yeah, it was a process. You get you went in there. You smelled like the the unpopped popcorn and candy. Yeah. Ah, like you know, it's just like you knew it was a Friday. It was always a Friday, and you knew the weekend was ahead of you. Always like, let me go over there if. Yeah. It was always anxious of, is my movie that I want there? And then you go there and there's four copies of it and none of them's behind it. You're that's like, the, that, oh, that sucks. It. You know, it's not like with streaming where you yeah. can just watch whatever it, you want to watch. It was watch. like the adrenaline rush of like, ooh, if my movie's uh-huh. going to be there. But if your movie was there it was just and like, then you got pizza. <sighs> See, for me, it was like, we went to Blockbuster a lot, but we, if it was Blockbuster and pizza, then it was just the best and i liked papa john's better than pizza hut mm. right, so at the time i liked papa john's because of the because we were getting fights over the peppers I, the peppers they gave you with the pizza mm-hmm. and the garlic sauce but man just pizza and movies are like i remember when taco bell had the big box where it was like you could buy like it was like twenty dollars or something mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of tacos and burritos and stuff oh, and just yeah yeah the party box God, man, those are good times. Man, I miss those times. But anyway, but yeah. So, so like, is there anything that scares you about being a dad? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things that scare me. I mean, just the fact that I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. You just try your best. Um, yeah, even just not fiscally, but like, am I like, especially like with AJ, am I teaching the right thing? Like, yeah. Am I, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously I wanted to be a daddy's girl. Like, you know, I, I wanted to always come to me at the same time. Like, I have to be 
there's a balance of like, okay, after my job is to get ready for fucking life. Yeah. You know, so not being that overburdened parent, but at the same time, like, like let her fail. Like you mm-hmm. know, if she's on the playground, let her climb the thing. She's not supposed to climb and fall and break her leg. And, you know, like it, at the same time, like the internal battle of no, don't let her fucking fall. Like, you're supposed to protect her. You know, so that's the thing that scares me the most is am I juggling those two things properly? Yeah, it's tough, man. Even living on the water, I think yeah. about that oh, a lot. Yo, yeah, I even think about that. Yeah, that's why he's been in swim camp for so long. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely getting AJ in swim lessons like this thing's. You know, you know. this skill battle, whatever. Yeah, those are, those are things. I think you know the unknown is always the things that keep me up at night. The things I know I can't protect, mm-hmm. protect him from. I mean, and then like for me, like it wasn't always easy being a kid. So like I know what it can be like on the negative side. Yeah. So it's like for me, it's like trying not to like assume the same things are going to happen to him. You know that, that yeah, maybe he yeah, will be, yeah, yeah. maybe he will be accepted, be like a cooler kid, or you know have a bunch of friends and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, and then being oh man. Well, I mean, just um, I don't know, dude. So being like the boy that was always like trying to get the girl. Uh huh. I was pretty much a a womanizer my entire college career. Yeah. I had been like, oh, oh, now I got a fucking daughter. Like, yeah. hey, hey, AJ, like, this is what they're doing. Trust me. <laughs> this is what they're after, you know. Like, <laughs> w- like, when do I start, you know, like, instilling that in her, you When know? do you start loading the shotgun yeah, and leaving like, it hey, on the table? Hey, with no, that motherfucker don't love you. This is why you say, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny that, you know, you know, it seems like the guys, not to generalize, the guys like you always end up with daughters. No, we do, man. It's fucking you karma. Know? It is. It's, I, I was, I had this, this theory, like, for a while, I noticed that like guys that were a little bit more wilder, just even like if it was yeah. just like not even just like with drugs or partying or that kind of stuff, just kind of like had more energy. Mm-hmm. They kept having girls. Yep. And it was almost like the universe saying, "You got to calm the fuck yeah. down, man." Yeah. Even like I'm not gonna call his name out on here just in case he listens to it, but I had buddy in college the same way fucking woman's man just like sleep with yeah, anybody uh-huh. and then you know you know he gets married or whatever and he has a kid and I'm just like I'm just waiting for their fucking gender like, <laughs> oh, that shit's gonna be pink as fuck and sure enough it was like god damn it <laughs> yeah and, and me and him like talked a little bit about it you know and obviously he loves being dad and I love being dad too. Yeah. Like it, it's fun as shit right now. But it's just like in the back of your head, you're like, God damn, in like 10 years, I'm going to be like, God damn it. I'm about to be like fucking shooting people off or whatnot. Well, a friend of mine, she has two girls and we, they used to go to this cabin with us a lot. And we used to play like, you know, and 
we'd play drinking games like mm-hmm. we play asshole mm-hmm. or um there's another card game called golf which is a drinking game too and okay. so she would always golf is i mean it's it's basically just you're trying to get a low score but it's hard to explain i'd okay. have to play it. but anyway or just those kind of games and so and like she would always let the girls play with us and obviously they're not drinking but they play yeah. they play asshole with us and they'd learn the rules and things like that and she was like no my daughters need to know how to play this game and be good at it so when they get the call yeah so that they're not getting super trashed <laughs> like all the other girls that don't know how to play this game so she's like so like they're they're like they need no 15 strategy. year olds and they know all the strategies and asshole you know you, you played the card game right oh yeah. All, yeah everybody's played it yeah you know and she was and, and i was like that's genius that's genius. that's genius you teach these kids the games so that they're smarter or they can hang longer mm-hmm. And they're not getting super trashed, yeah. you know. It's not like with me, who like I never played these games until I was in my thirties. Yeah, you know, you get there and it's like, yeah, fuck it. Because my, I mean, my first, I mean, my first drink was twenty one. You know, we never played those games. Are you serious? Yeah, my first drink was twenty one. My first drink was like sixteen. Yeah, lost my virginity at twenty seven. Um. And I smoked okay. weed for the first time that night too. Really? Yeah. So like I had a different upbringing. So I, you know. Okay. But it's just like, yeah, man. So yeah, teach your daughter how to play these games. Teach her how to throw a ping pong ball That's into a cup. I, I, need, you know? I have to teach her life lessons before mm-hmm. she goes to college. Like you said, how to yeah. throw a ping pong ball. Yeah. How to. I spot a douche from a fucking mile away. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told, I told my kid one time we were on the beach and these dudes were walking up and down the beach, and you know they're strutting and stuff. <laughs> I remember saying, "I was like, hey, you know what you call that?" And I was like, "What is that? That's peacocking." <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought about that because you're like yeah. telling you, you know, how to spot the guys. Yeah. You know. that's funny. That's a fucking douche. So like. So you work from home mm-hmm. and your kids probably gets home. So how do you like, how do you balance all that? So recently it's been pretty rough. Uh, luckily the job that I'm with is very lenient on um, like family matters. Like they're very, uh, like a very, very family first like oriented company. Which uh-huh. I, I cannot think enough. Um, but basically, um, Taylor works overnight, so her typical shifts now are like 1P to 1A. What does she do? She's a vet tech, so she's oh, okay. an emergency vet tech. Yeah. And um, so she has to leave the house at like uh, around noon to get there in time. So um, – AJ goes to daycare Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from like nine to three. So I work in the mornings and then I work in the afternoon too, but I, you know, she's like with me. Um, and then also in between those, I have to like work on the house so we can get in our house because we live with, you know, our in-laws right now. 
Oh, you're living with the in-laws. In-laws, yeah. So we live with the in-laws right now. We have a house in Cheeks Beach. So typically, it's, oh my God, this fucking daylight savings time. Now, my morning starts at about 5.30 every morning because AJ hasn't adapted to the time change. Yep. Mm -hmm. So typically, it's 5.30. I get up with her. We go out. Um... Feed the dog, whatever, do the, you know, do the coffee or whatnot and get going and then, um, get her situated. She watches TV for about 30 minutes and that's when I do, um, you heard, like Wordle. Did you ever get into Wordle? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I did the Wordle. There's like this connections game that I do like the daily, uh, I forgot what they call it. Daily word puzzle. It's like a like a yeah. miniature version of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do that and drink my coffee, and then I have a couple of daily emails I read. Um, recently got into uh, stoicism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of st- like stoic emails I read, and then um, like after that I get up and I just like do like my daily shit. While she's watching TV, uh, like the morning stuff, like a stretch or either if I have dishes to do, do that. And then wake Taylor up. Um, Taylor washes her while I shower and then I go to work. <clears throat> and then if, if it's a day that, uh, Edra has to go to school, then Taylor will take her to school, and then usually her grandmother will pick her up, or I'll pick her up, and then, you know, kind of do that. If not, then uh, work at our unfinished house, and if I have any, like, free time, like, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, like, knock a fucking project out, um, and then during the weekends, work on it. So, we've gotten so close, we have the bottom floor left. Well, all I have to do is like lay the floor, which sounds not like much, but there's a lot of prep work to do. Too. Yep. Uh huh. So, but but compared to what we've done, like it's so fucking close. And I'm thinking like I, were, like I was talking to Dustin and um and the other guys. What we're going to do. I was thinking just like having we night at that house just having a bunch of beers like, here's the grinders grind the floor down like fucking I'll pay for everything just just like fucking do it unless you can knock it out yeah so cause you're living with the in-laws you're trying to work from home yeah you got the wife that's in overnight and not just like the in-laws like her yeah. dad's going through um her dad has uh Alzheimer's and movie body yeah which is a horrible disease. I don't know. Yeah, my mom has my mom has dementia. So, so mm-hmm. um, my entire life, I've gone through somebody that has some type of life. So dementia in general is I don't know if you know this or if your listeners know this. Yeah, but it's just some type of damage to the brain that yep. causes like you know some type of interrupt interruption in the thought process is mm-hmm. what dementia is. So. My pretty much my entire life, I've dealt with somebody that's that I love has dementia. So my youngest being my youngest experience being my half sister's dad having the brain tumor, and it was attacking the same 
position mm-hmm. at what uh, also are the Louis bodies attacks, which is their like anger emotions and their um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they they get anxious. So, yeah. Like, so certain people get anxious, they get scared, and certain and some people get like mad. So it, it just depends. It, like and some people hallucinate. And some people hallucinate, or whatever. So I've seen Taylor's dad. Taylor's, Taylor's dad, unfortunately, is dealing with it. Um, and we've had close family friends. I'm sure that you know Dustin and mm-hmm. his dad has to deal with it. And um, it's so bad because even though, like, I don't, like, me and Pete, which is Taylor's dad, never, has never really saw eye to eye, but we've never, like, hated each other. But we, like, yeah. we respect mm-hmm. each other. Like, yeah, yeah. We just, just never jobbed, I guess, is, is the way to handle it. But just to see him just, like, go through that process mm-hmm. that's hard because we're saying we've been helping I mean that's the whole reason we moved up here oh really we, yeah that's the whole reason we moved up here is because we know he's about to go through it his parents had it um he was showing signs of it <clears throat> and uh we came up here for one fourth of July which we always did that, that was like the whole every fourth of July we came up here mm-hmm. and her dad had an episode where he stole the car and drove away and it was actually like a few days after we left from the 4th of July and her mom couldn't find him he wouldn't answer the phone he stole someone else's car? no he stole like he took their car Oh, but he took he... their own car and just drove away. And like his, her mom didn't know like where he was. Mm-hmm. And she, he finally called Taylor, or at least he either called Taylor or answered Taylor's call. And she was like, "Dad, where are you?" I was like, "I'm in the Kroger parking lot." So what are you doing? She's like, he basically was saying like, um, her mom like wasn't her mom. He was. She was thinking. Yeah. She was like an imposter, blah, blah, blah. Um, so after that, like, we were planning on moving up there to help him anyway because we knew it was coming. Yeah. And that, like, expedited it by, like, six months. Like, yeah. Taylor literally went up there three days later. I stayed in Alabama trying to get the house ready to sell or whatnot. So um, we did that. <clears throat> moved up. One of my <clears throat> good friends from, which is funny enough, his name's Justin too. Helped me move everything up here. He like wrote, like, dude, I was fucking driving this 26 foot fucking U-Haul trailer on my Civic attached to the back of it. <laughs> just like white knuckling the whole time. I'm just like, God damn it. And every time I hit a bump, and I feel like the more bumps I hit, the more, the less fucks I gave of what was in the fucking back. <laughs> so the closer I was getting, I was just like, dude, I fucking get there I really don't care yeah and we get here and like literally the tail end like probably this much of the tail end the uh, box truck was just fucking shattered shit that I just had, <laughs> got tired of and threw in the back of and I just didn't care I just literally like brushed it off into trash bags <laughs> like 
I was so stressed out about it. I mean, it's, when, a, it's a stressful thing. You know, you, you're coming up here, you got to deal with, I mean, a lot of people deal with this dementia and the specific one you're talking about. I mean, my mom isn't, is hers was vascular, but it's wild to watch these people go through stuff like that. I mean, I watched my grandma go through Alzheimer's yeah. and her reverting back to a child. Like you were saying, like with your, with your dad, I mean, she would carry around this little baby doll mm-hmm. and she would act like a little kid and stuff like that. And it's, it's hard. It is hard, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, like growing up with it, I've, Told people I've kind of grown like a callus to it, like not a callus mm-hmm. as in like I don't care what happens, but just like my pure like outlook on it. It's such a fucked up disease, especially like this Alzheimer's and this Lewy body, especially the Lewy body portion because it affects like the anger portion of it. <clears throat> but it's really like a. disease that affects the entire family that the only way for it to get better is if the host of the disease dies yeah like i mean i mean i don't know how else to say it like like once the host dies obviously like that's when the the grief sets in you know yeah but, it's such a slow burn too yeah that's a good way to put it. Such a slow burn. Yeah, like that's what it's like for my mom. And uh, she she's plat. I mean, she's kind of, you know, it's weird because sometimes there's people that get this stuff and it's it's an overnight change. Mm-hmm. For us, it was, it's been this yearly by yearly thing. And you're just like having to like watch this person just kind of like slowly not become the person that they were. I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, you're seeing this person that's like I saw. My I mean, my mom grew up on a farm breaking horses. Mm-hmm. She played college basketball. She was a oh, pl- the, oh, this disease, like yeah, it it, <clears throat> it it literally takes their identity and turns yeah. them into monsters, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, she was. My mom was a very like outgoing person, and then. Now she, you know, last time, you know, they kind of just, she just sits there, you know, and she's, she said one time, she's like, she's just trapped by her mind, you know, it's, it's such like, it's such a horrible disease mm-hmm. to watch. Like I said, it's one of those diseases that affects everybody around mm-hmm. them, but there's nothing you can do about it until that person passes yeah. So... Like, and a lot of people hearing that's that might be like that's super messed up, but, but it's but like at the same time, like that yeah. that's, that's just the way it is. It is, like, it is, and it's unless you've <laughs> lived with it, like you really don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's it's hard to think. You know, I think about maybe you do this too. Like, is it is it the eventual for us? Like, oh, if, you know, I've told Taylor and Taylor's told like both me and Taylor are in agreement mm-hmm. if there's something in the future that allows you to 
shoot me in the head because I have the disease. Yeah. You you have my full signature. What do I sign? Like, <clears throat> at the same time, it's just like, because I know for a fact that all, at least my side of the family members, if I could, if I could show them like, Hey, Grandy, this is what you turned into. If I don't, if you don't pull the yeah. trigger right now, if, mm-hmm. I, if you don't give me the goddamn gun right now, I'm going to steal it from you. You, you know, they're, they would do it because just simply, if it comes to a point in life where I am more trouble than I'm contributing to my family, then that means, that means I'm done on this earth. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just my thought process. Don't go out of the way, take care of me. Like, give, give me a, <laughs> give me a bag of rocks to put in my shoes. <laughs> give me a fucking six pack of Coors, point me to the ocean. I'll walk out and I'll walk in the middle of it and be done with it. I mean, the Ala- what are the Alaskans? They would take the old people and put them up, set them out on an iceberg. Oh, that'd be me. I mean, like, it's 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 hard to say, but but when you when you live through stuff like that and you see it, well, I've seen know. it literally my entire life. I've seen the Brady generation my entire life. So me, I just thing, like yeah. to me, I guess as just being out, I don't know, Southern man or you know whatever it is. If I'm not contributing to my family, then I'm taken away from it. Like. Mm-hmm. Give me the six pack of Coors. Give me the gun, the suck star, whatever it is. Like, if I if I'm not contributing to my family, then I don't want to be a part yeah. of it. I mean, most most I would think most fathers, most men think the same thing you do. Mm-hmm. It's that fear of of taken from the family. Like, don't like if if it gets to the point where I'm taking away the mm-hmm. more that I'm putting in, then my time on earth's done. That's it. Yeah. I accept that. That's fine. I guess for me, I just try to take a more preventative approach. You know, what can I do now? Well, you know, that yes. kind of thing. Now, now I, you know? I, I agree with that, too. Like, I try to elongate that process. There are a lot of things that people, the ways you lived 20, 30, 40 years ago that, I mean, like my grandfather, for instance, worked, you know, he worked in boilers and, he was around nothing but he had asbestos because asbestos was used everywhere so you know my grandpa ended up getting mesothelioma because of those things and stuff like that but you know i mean we're learning more now and you 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 gotta hope that like there's we can kind of like switch like turn turn down the right path towards like not getting those kind of things question for you roy Uh uh-huh Coming off your um, cult slash religion, whatever my, you want to My call church, it. yeah. Church. The cult church, yeah. Your church. Coming yeah, off the your church. church. Uh-huh. So so what? Uh, what's your thought about afterlife? Afterlife? Man, I go back and forth of that. Yeah? I don't know if it's... I don't believe it was what was sold to me. Like, I don't think I'm going to walk to a gate and there's going to be a guy that's, you know... Says I'm either gonna get in or out. Okay. I don't know. You know, it's. I don't believe that it's like lights out. That's it. Okay. You know, there's some there's some point to the fact I was. Th- I mean, I've, I thought about this the other day. 
actually. I was yeah. thinking that like there's a point to the whole reincarnation okay. thing that I get to where it's like there's something that we're trying to learn and that until we learn it we we keep we we yeah. we keep repeating this. I think you know when it comes to like deja vu and these other things like Okay. Yeah. Maybe. And then that maybe that's kind of the point. Okay. Okay. But I don't know yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't believe in I mean I believe that there is something happening that we can't explain. I think that there's something I don't know if I don't believe that it's this guy, you know, this god, man, like a puppet, mm-hmm. like yeah, pulling the strings pulling or the whatever. Strings. But there's something happening that that I don't know. It's like a feeling that something's going on behind the scenes, okay. and maybe we we see it when we die. Okay, but I don't know, and and it's weird because. I wish I had a better answer. No, that's I mean, a pretty I good this, answer, though, man. I guess you know. I wish that. I mean, you, you said that shit in Alabama. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. God loves me, and then I'm going to heaven. So, but, I mean, um, I spent my entire life thinking that like everything I do is like somebody's checking it down or writing mm-hmm. it down. And then I'm going to die, and then I'm going to sit there, and they're going to be like, well, you didn't do – you masturbated too well, much. Sorry, yeah. you got to go to hell. Oh, it sucks. You remember that test that you don't mm, – Yeah. That was what pushed you over. Uh-huh. I mean, I know sometimes I listen to people talk about how, like, our souls meet each other on whatever that mm-hmm. other plane is, and that we talk about – uh, we can get a whole nother a subject on like what you consider your soul is. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Why did okay. you ask that? Just wondering. Just wondering because um, I mean, there's a point in life. Obviously, uh, growing up in Alabama is like the Southern Baptist way. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> but to me, it got to the point where um, like I wasn't really happy with myself. Like, I didn't, like, you know, care about it. Not to the point of, like, suicide, but at the same time, it's like, if I die, I'm going to heaven, so like, who fucking cares? Yeah, uh-huh. And so, you know, um, it's always interesting to see, like, <clears throat> different people's introspect on life. Now, my view is not 100% sure of what happens I just want to make sure all of my values are instilled in AJ before mm-hmm. I leave. Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, people say, you know, they're looking out for me in heaven or whatever. I feel like that's because that person is still as much values as they could before they left this earth. So I, since I don't know what happens afterwards, I'm trying to control what I can control now and instill as much as I can in before I leave. So then what what does being a dad mean to you then? Like I just said, instilling as much as life values mm-hmm. and lessons as I have learned into AJ before I leave this earth. So a father is a teacher? Is oh, that, yeah. 
Is that what you like? No. That's what you think your role is? Teacher. Um, I mean, just like. What's the word I'm looking for? Guide? Not apostle, but. Yeah, God. Mm-hmm. God. Teacher and a God. And I want to be able to instill in AJ as many lessons as I can so when I'm not here that I can still guide her through life Yeah. in later years. And she Just, can still pick up on stuff that I taught her younger that she's like, oh, this is mm-hmm. my dad told me this. Does that give you more peace for those things that scare you? So, you know, like knowing that you can instill those things gives you a little bit more peace for knowing that there's the things that you can't control. So I have learned from a young age to not worry about the things I can't control. Yeah. From mm-hmm. my you know, stepdad's brain tumor to parents being divorced, whatever. Like that, you worrying about Anything you can't control is literally a huge waste of energy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a pretty extremist when it comes to that. So, as a father, me trying to teach AJ is... I'm trying to teach her in the moment, like, look, this is what you can control. Like... This is, you know, focus on this. And if she doesn't, like, oh, dad, that's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. And that's cool. Like, I love it. Like, I want her to feel that way. But at the same time, I want her to have the skills to navigate life when it comes to it. (laughs) At least you, you know, at least you said it. You know, at least you, you know, gave, you said the lesson or. You taught her this thing. It's up to her whether she uses it or and, not. And but. I hope, you know, in, in mm-hmm. as a dad, you hope and pray that when it comes to it, she'll remember that you said it, but you can't control that. So yep, you did your part. Move on to what you can do next. So. Yeah. Well, some so are pretty extremists when it comes to that. Well, any last words about being a dad? Any last words for the, the public? Any last words? You about to shoot me? No, I mean like, happen? no. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's what's like? Yeah. Any last words? Uh, just no, want to say I mean, roll tide. Just roll tide. <laughs> do do your best and yeah, and let the less fall in line. Yep. Let the rest fall in line. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, man. Thank you for uh, coming on. It's been. Yeah, brother. Hey, you know, next, it's been almost two hours. Dude, next time we're on here, we got to talk about all these uh, posters on the wall. I think, that's a, I think that's an interesting podcast. My posters on the wall. What yeah, he's dude. talking about, for those of you that are listening, is in, in this office that we're in for doing this podcast. I have future episodes I'm working on on these giant poster post-it notes. And so it's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things so it's kind of like everything i'm thinking about look it's kind of like a uh trip into my mind per I se dude, i can't believe you haven't done an episode on this yet boy on what just how i do yeah, this dude, dude. i need to be the uh guest person <laughs> i 
I will be the one that interviews you on the I'm a, I, I, I can I can <laughs> tap into people's minds. Don't don't fucking Nah man, this is how I work. I go from big to small. So when it's up here, when it's big, it's sort of not the idea isn't fully formulated. And so it goes from that when it gets when I fill up the poster yeah. papers, then I get to where I can like talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah. Oh yeah. Next episode, Jeremy's gonna interview Roy. <laughs> He's gonna tap into the mind. Let's do it. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Even though you're from Alabama, we oh, did all right. Um, <laughs> so thanks for coming on. Thanks for letting me share your story. And yeah. thanks for listening, guys. And uh, remember, I'm just a channel. I'm not the source. We'll see you soon, guys. We are not done. <laughs> because... <laughs> Look it up. I'm telling we, you. We we looking it up. This Look is, it up. This is gonna be a bonus. If if you if you stayed on, I we had stopped recording. We're back on, but I had re- <laughs> we were talking about. I forgot to mention about Bama Rush the documentary, and then he goes to tell me that Taylor Swift went to his prom. So you gotta you've got to talk about that. Oh yeah. So. Um, so long story short we had a um it was between us a place in arkansas and i can't remember the the other school but um it was between us and place in arkansas and we had interviews for like who who would be this at the time a serious person so we didn't know who it was like date we had we had to answer these like random questions and we had to like show our dance moves or whatever. Uh huh. And it ended up they told us we were the selection before we knew who like who the celebrity was. This was back in two thousand eight. So. No, so hold on. Did you know that what you were asking was for a television program? Yes. Okay, so a television program so, so was. We knew we knew it was for MTV, like that got leaked. <clears throat> we just and we knew it was because for our prom, we just didn't know like what it was. Um, so our school got selected, <clears throat> and it we knew that a celebrity was trying to find a date to our prom, if that makes sense. And so all these guys um, did the interviews. Like all the males. Uh, All the males that wanted to be a part of it did the interviews. And hold on. And so for those of you, this is Once Upon a Prom, Mm -hmm. the MTV show. Go ahead. Keep going. So um, you you would get there and they sit you down. They ask you a couple questions. You'd answer it. In the very end, they're like, all right. You're, you know, whoever our person is loves to dance, show you your dance moves, and you just like you just fucking do the dance moves or whatever. And so you interviewed too. I interviewed too. And you showed him your dance moves. I showed him my dance okay. moves. Okay. Which is horrid. But anyway. Anyway, so um, about a week later, <clears throat> I'm leaving school, and my mom calls me and it's like, 
and basically I got selected to be in the finals of the cut. So you were one of the finalists for Once Upon a Prom in 2008. I was one of the top five finalists. Top five? Top five. Top five. That's something. So the thing was I had to go find the exact shirt I was wearing in the original interview. And I actually had like a pin in my pocket. So I had to go find that fucking pin that I had yeah, in my pocket. Yeah, because it was a TV show. You had to TV show continuity. Show I had to make sure it, you know, it's the same yeah. you know, uh-huh. interview or whatever. So I go and they ask me like additional questions and I answer them whatever. And um, I didn't win it. Did they tell you why you didn't win it? They didn't tell me why. But I didn't win it. And... Uh, so it ended up being Taylor Swift, and we knew about two days before who it was. So Taylor Swift was going to meet her like date uh-huh. and meet everybody else at what... Um, if you're not familiar with Tuscaloosa, the Black Warrior River like, goes in between Tuscaloosa and Northport, and there's a popular ferry that you can rent that you can um well a lot of proms so that you can rent down it and they have you know just you know drinks and stuff obviously not alcoholic drinks so wait, your prom, prom was on a ferry it, in a- it was on a ferry so the whole event was everybody was waiting for taylor swift to meet us at this ferry and wow. even though she's like fucking mega rock star now at but the not time, yeah. this is 2000 yeah 2008 she 2008, was not mega rock was, star she was popular but not mega yeah she still was she was singing star. a song about tim mcgraw she was like teardrops on my guitar like that, that yeah, like yeah yeah she, yeah she hasn't crossed over into the pop realm. but anyway still anyway so um i get there and actually the story that I used was um, I had a serious girlfriend at the time her name was Katie and the story that we came up with was me and her broke up wait 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 hold on so you're, you had a girlfriend I had a girlfriend at the time and she knew you were doing this she knew I was doing this because so we talked about it beforehand and basically it boiled down to it's like if there's a big celebrity that would do it for her i would be okay with okay. the opposite end of this but you came up with a story saying y'all were broken up so so the story there's we came so up much with, to this story yeah. jeremy so oh my we, gosh so we came up with we broke up and we decided even though we broke up we were going to prom together but she asked this other guy to go to prom with her uh-huh. And that was my like MTV backstory. Like, oh. I, was ho- I was hoping this celebrity go to me to like for payback for my oh, ex-girlfriend. You were going, going with that angle. Yeah, so that's, that's actually ang- smart so though. That's the angle we went with. So I think that's the only reason like I got to the next section. Oh, because so they juicy. yeah. But um, so anyway, so it didn't work out. So obviously, yeah. just me and her went to the prom. Like we're you know we still loved each other at the time. Um, and then you guys go to the ferry and like Taylor so, Swift so we shows go to up the ferry. The first thing Taylor Swift comes up to me and goes, you still need a date? I was like, no, I'm good. And she's like, oh, well, my friend needs a date. So, and just moves on. And I was like, oh, 
You could have dated Taylor Swift's friend of like prom. Best friend, oh, you know. geez. So missed that opportunity. <laughs> um, but, um, anyway, oh my so gosh. She, she was, she came on, she was fucking awesome. I had one, <laughs> I only had one friend that said she was like, Bitch, but, but did she hang out at the prom and like no, hung- no she hung out she like um she danced with us like obviously we got to the prom she danced with everybody she danced uh, on the ferry boat down the black warrior the river boat down the fucking black tuscaloosa river. alabama i mean she got the full tuscaloosa experience so the, <laughs> the, what, awesome. which i think one of the best stories is the person she originally chose, his name was Chip, and he was um, one of those guys, like not not the popular guy. Like you know, he was you know what he was. He was super sweet. Yeah. And she actually chose him as who she wanted to go to the prom with, and he turned around and told her, "Just like he said, he originally asked this one girl." And she couldn't go because she was sick. She had some kind of something. He didn't like explanation. Yeah. He didn't Uh explain it. So he entered this contest because she was sick. Well, after he won, she she got cleared to go to prom. How convenient. Well, obviously. How convenient. Chip being this. No, Chip's super soul. He is. Okay. He told her, hey. Denied Taylor Swift as his prom date to take the Southern girl. Chip. Chip is the. Chip from Tuscaloosa, Alabama is probably Tuscaloosa. the only one that denied Ever, Taylor. Like, denied oh Taylor my Swift. Gosh. It's like, no, oh. I asked her first. She can do it now. And basically, he literally said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. To Taylor oh, Swift. I wonder dude, how his date Chip, felt. Dude, Chip is the fucking champion in this situation. Yeah. So. Um. Anyways, long story short, so she picks somebody else. We get to prom. We get to the like the actual main dance, and Taylor Swift like finds Chip and dances with him. And um, you know he he you know, he's he's doing his thing, his awkward thing. He's like, okay, well I I gotta go be with my date now. Like I appreciate it. Wow. I gotta go be with my date. <laughs> so. Taylor oh Swift my has gosh. the utmost respect. I, I I can guarantee if she remembers it, if she hears this and remembers this day, I guarantee you uh, Taylor Swift had the most most respect for Chip. I'm surprised she didn't write a song about him. Yeah, uh, dude, no kidding. Right, Chip's the man. So, but yeah, so that's my Taylor Swift story. Wow, Taylor Swift went to your prom. Once upon a prom, if you, I'll, I'm on the. I'm on the episode, but if you blink, you fucking miss me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna be a YouTube warrior trying to find it. So, dude. So, the half second that I'm with Taylor Swift, we're taking a picture, and I have like a top hat on. I have like my fucking suit on. Oh, you had a top hat? It's not a top hat, but some type of fucking hat. Yeah. Uh But yeah. So somewhere in your house, somewhere is a picture of you and Taylor Swift. No, my phone somewhere. That's awesome. I'm really glad that I hit record for this. That's yeah. great. Because, yeah. like, not many people have, I mean, I have a, you know, Julia Roberts went to my high school. That's my story, but I never met her. I mean. Oh, really? Yeah, Julia Roberts is from Smyrna, Georgia. 
Really? That's, yeah, that's where I went to high school. Yeah. Uh huh. I didn't know that. So anyway, but yeah, that's cool. So guys, if you want to find Jeremy on TV, find YouTube Once Upon a Prom and look for Taylor Swift. Once Upon a Prom. Yeah. All right. Thanks for sticking in with us. This is uh, we are we are done for good this time. <laughs> I'm hitting stop. We'll consider this the first ever bonus footage or oh, bonus man. content for the podcast. Take it easy, guys. Be excellent to each other. Oh go. my that, gosh! Sorry, there it is. Oh <laughs> wow! Oh man, you were with Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. You have to send me this pic. I will send it to you. So that I can like put that, it in social media. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys. Until next time. Take it easy. <laughs>